2: That right
3: Hello and welcome to Tunes and Tumblers Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. Be sure to give both Atwood and Tunes and Tumblers a like, subscribe, share, and all the things on all the platforms, and tell your friends about us. It can't just be our moms and exes listening to us week after week. It's our second week of Parched March, but nevertheless, please enjoy the show responsibly. This week on Century Club, we're also joined by a stellar musical guest. Psychedelic folk duo Party of the Sun are here to service a tasty morsel from their latest EP, Capsule One, which dropped last week on Trailing 12. Fun fact, all the songs from this collection were chosen and produced by the literal casting of a die, infusing their songwriting with a bit of a mystical touch. And through chance or not, these are some of their most creative and deliberate sounding tracks to date. So stick around and hear what I'm talking all about at the end of our show. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I found a couple of guys who got thrown out of a Shakey's Pizza for ruining a 12 year old's birthday. And they are
1: (laughs) Uh, Ryan, your music connoisseur.
0: And Pedro. Fuck you, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, you had it
1: coming. You had it coming. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you for
3: joining me, gents. How is Parch March treating you so far?
0: I didn't hear about it, so I've been drinking the whole time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Parch March may have done you a little bit better in the Shakey's incident.
0: I mean, I can't remember it. Who else would be able to? <laughs> just Kevin and his family. Just just Kevin. <laughs> Scarred for life.
3: Uh well, I think I'm ready to just get right into it. Since Century Club takes place in the distant past of two weeks ago, the news desk is still shuttered. Instead, I think we could all go for some nursery rhymes with Mother Ryan. Uh, what are you reading <laughs> to us, we <laughs> children, on this week's Bands
1: and Bookmarks, Ryan? Well, we're going uh, to read a few excerpts from today. And like you alluded to, Anthony, covering the news um, with this format is difficult. Um, things come so quickly. So I think we're going to turn to the past, but first we're going to preface it with a little bit of an update on the current situation. I think it's unavoidable at this time, our Lord's Day, February 27th, 2022, to avoid um, talking about the recent uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. And so, again, the updates with these are dizzying and hard to keep up with, hard to know what's true, what's not, what's past footage, current footage, etc., so we won't try, and um, by the time this comes out, there's probably going to be so many more updates on the situation. But currently, what's been going on is we're starting to see artists, uh, business owners react with various forms of boycott uh, towards Russia. So most currently, um, according to Variety, um, pop act Agar has canceled its upcoming concert date in the country, which is scheduled for October, and we expect many more acts to follow suit um, it's a big market over there. And so um, I'm sure there's going to be many more acts announced as, as time goes on. But we're also seeing uh, from the alcohol side, um, liquor store owners trying to ban Russian products, which has proven to be somewhat um, challenging, given that so few vodkas in the U.S. are actually made in Russia anymore. <laughs> I think yep. there's like maybe two. Um, I just
0: I just saw like a, a bar like a barkeeper's shop in Silver Lake that I that I really like. They have like a a little note on their um, St. Petersburg vodka. They're like they're like buy it if you want, but just think about what's going on first. Huh. A warning note. Yeah. Mm. Buy four yeah, freedoms. I, I think I'm pretty sure it's made in America. <laughs>
1: the Freedom Fries. The Freedom Fries of Vacation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Russian standard uh I think are actually made in Russia. If folks wanted Mm to uh, participate. Um, But either way. So like in the arts. We're starting to see you know. The Vienna Philharmonic. Dropped a a Russian conductor. From an American concert tour. Um, And so lots of. Lots of movement in the space. But rather than try and be as timely as possible. With these updates. We thought we'd turn back to uh, 1985. An interesting chapter. In American Russian history. It's the height of the Cold War, and so I want to read some passages from, or let's look at a list, actually, from this book. So this comes from a book, I believe it was published in 2014, Alexei Yurchak's book, Everything Was Forever Until It Was No More. And so from this book, there's a list, a Russian language list, um, that was published by um, the youth wing of the Communist Party at the time, uh, Komsomol. And it was sort of a blacklist of bands that were going to be banned from proletariat society. And so this list is amusing to me because we see various artists and reasons for why they should be blacklisted. Um, And so I think in this time we have to, you know, it's, it's so dizzying and hard to make of what's happening. And so it's perhaps we can find comfort in looking back and having a laugh or two. This list was recommended to be used to more strongly control what happens in discotheques in Russia.
3: An admirable goal.
1: Yes. <laughs> control the discotheques. So we have, uh, we start with Black Sabbath, and the reason is violence and religious obs- <laughs> obscurantism. Of obs- <laughs> uh, what? That obscurantism.
0: <laughs> It's a word and you like, can't argue with it. That's <laughs> like
1: very much like a Russian trying to find the English word <laughs> uh, Nazareth, violence, religious mysticism, sadism.
0: Um, religious sco- uh, mysticism. Now it doesn't seem like as offensive. Just like it's vague, and I don't like it.
1: <laughs> uh, Pink Floyd. Interfering the foreign policy of USSR (in parentheses Afghanistan). <laughs> oh, wow. um, talking heads, myth of Soviet military danger. The myth. <laughs> I suppose that's referencing Life During Wartime. Oh um, uh, yeah. B fifty
2: two.
0: I like the way you said that.
1: <laughs> Punk. <laughs> violence. Okay. Um, said. Punk, violence. Okay. Madness. Punk, violence. Kiss Nationalism Violence Uh, The Sticks Violence
3: Vandalism And also Mr. Roboto's a terrible song Keep that out of our country
1: (laughs) I like this one Uh, Judas Priest Anti-communism Racism Um, Sparks Sparks Neo-fascism Racism Um, Donna Summer Eroticism can't
3: argue Mm-mm. with them
0: there. Yeah, definitely can't. <laughs> put put her in jail. She's too sexy. Keep her out of Russia. <laughs> she's so sexy, she's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner, sex. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Ramones,
1: <laughs> punk. Uh, Van Halen, anti-Soviet propaganda. And maybe the best of the whole list, and we'll end with this one. Uh, Julio Iglesias, neo-fascism.
2: Neo fascism? (laughs) For for what? I didn't
0: I didn't know Enrique Iglesias' dad was like on the front lines. You can
1: run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. I mean, that's you know (laughs) that's as fascist as it gets. I don't think that was. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it, folks. Strong Um, lists Yeah, great list. Looking back.
0: (laughs) <laughs> the playlist for this episode should have a song by every one of those artists on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, great call. Yeah, and that does it for the bands and bookmarks um, segment. Well done. I like that.
3: <laughs> yes, golf clap. Thank you for taking us on that little journey, Ryan. Um, I, I have to say that uh, I hope all of those bands continue to stay out of Russia. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem like they have a choice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Fine. We didn't want to go anyway, but. Yeah. I think that that is enough words for today. From here on out, it's no words, <laughs> straight vibes. Uh, right- <laughs> Only vibes in the discotheques. <laughs> no words.
0: We Post got- verbal.
3: Yes. Um, we're, we're, we're like libraries, but with
1: much louder music. Um, Ryan, is there a song that we can vibe to today? Yes. In fact, there is. We are going to be listening to King the latest single from Florence and the Machine.
3: Ooh. I feel like we've been waiting forever for this one. Florence Welsh, to me, is one of these pop culture figures who looms, like, super large during her album cycles, but then she kind of retreats into her burrow for, like, six more weeks of winter, like, in this case, four more weeks of winter. But it's finally Florence season again, and I think that it's been well worth the wait. We got we got this song, King. It marches out with this propulsive bass line and drum beat that builds into like this huge orchestral c- crescendo. While she sings about like this internal conflict and s- about social expectations of women. I mean, it's in other words, it's a very very Florence song, and I'm here for it. Uh, Pedro, is there a non-alcoholic shot
0: we can knock back to this one? So yeah, coming up with a shot, something that's like strong and like really intense when you can't use alcohol is a challenge. But, I think I found something. I really, really enjoy this song, and I, I really like the, like the commentary that she's, that she's got going on on it. She's like, conflicted, and, and she's, she's sort of committed to this, to being this king, this artist, this, this bigger, she's got these goals and these aspirations, and then, but she's also sort of thinking about, I mean, not necessarily little things, but like the, the simpler, I guess, things, that, you know, people usually expect of, of everyone. Like no matter how good you do, you're always going to have that family member. That's like, so when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? And it's like, sorry, I'm not doing enough for you. So I wanted something that was like, that was really fucking like intense and strong and like hard to, maybe even hard to swallow, but also cleansing and, and just like, it, it, it and I wanted it to be gold because it has to be, because it's a king and she wears a crown. So Ooh. what I've got is, um, apple cider vinegar, I got one part of that to two parts ginger beer to help it go down. It's nice and sweet um, and effervescent. So, yeah, and I'm calling it a golden crown. It's a big shot.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel fortunate to have this one. And I didn't know if someone was depositing a urine sample in my room or not. But,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> also, just, <yeah>. yes.
1: <laughs>
3: you know, no one told me, but I think that there is some apple cider vinegar under the sink at this Airbnb, so... uh or that that might be uh, that's, the drano. That's for uh, cleaning, <laughs> or,
1: or to get flies.
0: I mean, apple cider vinegar is human drano, basically. So <laughs> let's get let's get all these like bad conflicting thoughts out and just be kings.
3: Yes. Yeah. Isn't isn't that like um one of those uh, cleanse diets? You're supposed to like start with uh, apple cider. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, this like is that. great. Like Florence is back. She's going to help cleanse us. Like let's fucking
0: mm-hmm. go.
1: And cheers it's guys. non-alcoholic, folks. Yes, yeah. in the season of yeah, it's one for the season.
0: <laughs> this is our white Sorry. month. All right, <laughs> cheers, cheers, everybody.
3: Ooh,
1: Ooh, yeah that 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 water hits Ooh. hard.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I was I was expecting that to be like bad. It's not. <laughs> it's not. it's actually just, really good.
3: I just I just made this. I thought it was going to be terrible.
0: <laughs> well, I was expecting to like you know at least wince a little more. That was like. That was good. That was good. (laughs) Try it. It's good. That's
2: the
1: thing, Pedro. The very thing you're best at is the thing that hurts you most, just like (laughs) the song says.
0: (laughs) Mm. Let's fucking get into it. That was perfect. Oh, yes.
3: (laughs) Uh, I wanted to start because like, when I was doing my research about... the song like you know i went back and read the history of florence and the machine and i had absolutely no idea that the machine part of their name referred to keyboardist isabella machine summers who started the band with florence when they were teenagers like that just floored me i'm like who there's another mm. person in this band mm. like
0: it, well i mean i i, I figured i figured when she said when it was the machine it was her accompaniment
3: yeah but that's okay. what i figured Apparently, they started as a duo, and and she's still, like, uh, Summers is still in the band and, like, is her primary collaborator. And I'm just, like, why do you think our focus is so focused on Florence Welsh that we forget that this is a band and not just her?
0: Well, I mean, look at the name itself. It's Florence Welsh and the Machine. Mm -hmm. You're not going to assume that the Machine is a person, first of all. (laughs) But, like, when you do that, it immediately puts the name at the forefront. And also, she's, like, this huge presence on stage and like in her music and everything like she's she's the she's the front person
3: it's basically like i could not name a single person in maroon five except for adam levine it's just adam levine and his backing band
0: there you go adam levine and the five the maroon (laughs) five
3: i wouldn't even know that there was five of them otherwise they did a good job there
0: i don't know why but yeah that is usually how it goes right like there's there's not as many bands where like everyone is sort of in the mix and everyone is appreciated sort of on a surface level.
3: Oh, yeah. And uh, it just reminds me of <laughs> my my friend went to see Fall Out Boy and he was like, T- I was today years old when I learned that Pete Wentz was not the front man of uh, Fall Out Boy. And it was actually this dude who looks like James Corden.
0: Yeah. Patrick Stump.
3: Yep. <laughs> I did like when I was 16 I didn't know that because like Pete Wentz was just everywhere in like the the media I'm like oh it's 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 the fallout boy guy educate
1: yourself this is a call to action yeah to (laughs) to
0: (laughs) read up (laughs) learn yeah learn who the people in the band are (laughs) mm -hmm.
3: but more to your point about her being this huge presence I saw her um, perform I think at like weenie roast like seven years ago six or seven years ago and the previous night she had broken her leg stage diving and she had
0: showed up on uh like did she she do that twice maybe because i saw her at coachella and the same thing had happened the previous week she like fucked up her ankle i think it might have been like the same month I think you might be lying i'm
3: not well okay just i'll (laughs) tell then maybe it was an ankle I don't know if it was her a whole ass leg, but anyway, she like changed her whole set for that night to all be like stripped, and um, she just sat on a stool and did all of her songs, and it was still mesmerizing,
0: yeah, what you saw must have been like right after because I saw that same set, and I was like, i don't i i I'm sure that the regular set was amazing, but i I appreciated that even more, I think it was it was incredible, mm-hmm.
1: I like to tell people that if I ever have an injury, it was because I was stage diving, even though the reason is much more embarrassing.
2: <laughs> I what fucked was... up my
1: ankle. The real reason is I, was, I slipped wearing sandals in the rain. <laughs> 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 if I go, yeah, that was from a stage dive. <laughs> I was trying well, to catch the
0: bus in my slides.
1: <laughs> I was trying to get to Auntie Anne's before closing time in my Keds. <laughs> bring it back because (laughs) i want to talk about king
3: um this is a great song and i think that it really comes out of the gate with a punch and like i mentioned earlier this song explores societal expectations of womanhood specifically this idea that a woman is supposed to choose between having a career and having a family and i think that this idea is just so ingrained that uh even women who choose both can be like just unconsciously or like consciously punished professionally and socially so think about like women with families tending to be overlooked for promotions Mm -hmm. and like a man with who has like uh his family displayed on his desk is considered to be like a hard worker a family man like oh my god give him all the promotions but if a woman does it it's like, oh well, she's just splitting her time between like work and home. She's not reliable. Blah blah blah. I read a book about this. I don't remember what the book was, but how do you think this is a big thing to tackle? But what do you think that we can do to start making headway on this? Like, how, stop how fucking do we... thinking that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it is that right? Like the fact that people feel like women have to choose. Or that like they if they have both like you know they can't do one as well or whatever but there's also a prejudice when it comes to women who choose not to have families and like they don't have kids mm. and get married like it's sort of like in the same vein right like even if they did pick one they're still getting criticized for for it so right. I, don't, I don't know I don't know what we can do but just stop fucking being an idiot I don't, like I don't I don't know what else to like I don't know what the process would be but I'm not a psych major help us Anthony.
3: <laughs> they say to think globally act locally um but as i mentioned on the last episode like it should really more be think locally act locally you can get kind of get overwhelmed by this idea that things need to change but um mm-hmm. the the first thing is about changing your mindset leading through example and finding a way that you can help better your community not that you can come into your community and be like i need to do this but listening to like the people and hearing what their problems are, and inserting yourself in a way that is most helpful. And in this case, yeah, it's it's changing, like not doing that, Damn. but also calling it out where you see it, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that Florence really touches on something here that it can feel overwhelming. She's like this huge figure, like like we've been talking about, but at the same time, she feels very much beholden to these things. And this came out of, she was saying in an interview, like, she had this realization like she was always comparing herself to her male colleagues like she's just mm. like I'm going to be just as good as them like I'm uh, like I'm their peer but you know she noticed that like uh, they were being treated differently than her and she's starting to like really reckon with this it no one is immune.
1: Yeah, and she was normally identifying with male counterparts and always felt no problem matching them or felt no difference. And this, I think she talked about, was her first realizing kind of the differences. Um, I think she said that to be a performer, having a family might not be as easy or simple for her as male counterparts. And so it's sort of, the song's interesting because it has kind of a driving feel to it, but it's sort of a lament at the same time, sort of decrying the state. And, um, kind of looking at, yeah, like you touching on Anthony, like unwritten rules of patriarch and, um, yeah, it's a really, really stirring track. Also the way she,
0: the way she like delivers it vocally, like there's moments in it where she's, it, it sounds like she's so dragged down and defeated by this conflict that's going on in her own, in her own, in herself, like. She almost doesn't get out the syllables, and like it just sort of like trails off into a whisper, and it's so so powerful.
1: And yet, it's still the drums. It's such a steady, driving, yeah. rhythmic thing with yeah. a really cool drum breakdown and a very subtle pulse to it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Anthony, were you able to guess the producer on this after the first listen? <laughs> oh, you mean Mr. Antonov? Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. We are young and we're yearning. <laughs> that was a that was a Ryan line did we release that episode no no that was our Taylor Swift know. episode that never saw the light of day hey vaulted fam, do you do you want us to release the Taylor Swift concert documentary episode uh, no, I, don't, so, I don't think we can right? because
0: the audio is, doesn't work oh never yeah. mind <laughs> it wasn't like we didn't want it wasn't like we didn't want to we couldn't okay <laughs> well let's so just say let's so don't just promise the, anything
3: release the Franz Blau cut take to Twitter <laughs> Release the France Blau- Just, <laughs>
0: just Drew's commentary.
1: <laughs> he just goes on a tangent complaining about something else. <laughs> I was at Rite Aid and like the z, <laughs> z-
2: the
1: it's priced higher. It just is. I mean, <laughs> I feel gaslit every time I go in there. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is what happens when you don't
3: show up to recording, Drew. You're gonna get dragged, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get back to what you were saying about like that driving beat, um, Ryan. Sorry to derail you there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that driving beat to it, and it kind of is this. It's sort of this this pounding, and she she's sort of lamenting all these different pressures. You know, she's mm-hmm. talking about the confines she's working in in relation to you know the industry, also gender. But then also noting that, you know, looking at self-doubt too, doubting yourself, and that can be the the hardest one to take, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: the idea of like writing a song being this absolute, or creating this thing that you're great at being the most painful thing that hurts you most. Yeah, yeah, a hundred
3: percent. And even like the word king, like the fact that she chooses king and not queen, like she degenders that word. Um, what mm-hmm. do you think that means symbolically like what, what what went off for you when you saw that
0: I think what went off for me the most is that she didn't put I am a king it's just I am king mm-hmm. like she was yes yeah, she's de-gendering it and it's I, I mean it just I don't know what it was not putting an a before the king was like mm. it it made it it made it mean something else and it made it like and I can't even really put my finger on what it was it just made it stronger um
1: more of an entity or like a, a being. Like yeah. Spirit.
0: Yeah, less of yeah, less of like a yeah, she's something she's something otherworldly. She's an idea. She's she is king. She's not a king.
1: She and it's also going back to the to the gender part of this, I think. Um she's showing that she's putting herself in the same league amongst her male counterparts as well mm-hmm. by using that, I think. Yeah, totally. Like being no different than her counterparts. It's a complicated yeah. It's a lot of complicated push and pull emotions with this,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and even the fact that she chooses king. Like, I think even though it kind of like degenders this whole idea of hierarchy. Like, hierarchy is built into choosing king. Like, if she was like, "I am queen," like, what what do we think? Like, uh, just subconsciously, like that might be a step downward to be queen to king. Does that make
0: sense? Like, Hmm. there's just I get what you mean. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there's just no escaping like how our language is gendered, like most language is gendered. Um, yeah. Like we talked about with Nome Bay, our concept of, and the way that we see the world is heavily influenced by our language. Right. Can't undo that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that it's also worth noting that she, the promotional cycle around this is interesting and in that she released, she's, I think, going to start releasing cards. Like she sent a letter to some fans that had a card inside and the card... Just says king with a photo of her on it.
0: Is it like a playing card? Is she like, she like stylized and like, oh, it's tarot. Yeah.
1: I think think that's what it's referencing, right?
0: Yeah.
3: I think so. Like, that's if I didn't read it, I think I inferred it by
1: looking at it. I don't know. Mm. Someone get Devin Henry on the phone. Is this tarot? The king. If it is, the king represents generosity, control, emotional balance. Wait, do you do readings, Ryan? I do. It's called, right?
0: it's called Google, Anthony.
1: <laughs> I'm doing a reading right now of a website <laughs> that's telling me this <laughs> info.
3: I actually
0: okay. But so that's I think, that's that's a really interesting angle, though.
3: Oh yeah, and I think I want to to take this moment to like kind of like put a bow on our conversation here, um, because like I, I was thinking a little bit looking at the artwork for this, like it's very renaissance influenced and mm-hmm. i read about this like she she says that she takes a lot of influence from renaissance artists and her work um and she has said uh, i'm gonna quote her we're dealing with all the same stuff they did love and death time and pain heaven and hell and i thought like if humanity is always dealing with the same things generation after generation why do you think she's drawn most to this period this is pure speculation but what do you think knowing her and her music
0: aesthetic
2: <laughs>
0: there's a lot of drama that comes with that period in time right every like everything about it is over the top the mm. the clothing the culture um the events of everything because like there was so much conflict um there was so much insane shit going on as for, especially as far as like royalty is concerned <laughs> like that shit was nuts um and it's also so romanticized everything's mm-hmm. so like uh you you look at the pa- i mean look at renaissance paintings they're beautiful they've got all these colors and like these really intense figures and characters and uh, i mean it's really striking um and with with florence as, as big as she is as an artist as like like what how, how else would you it's a great way to it's a great channel for her to like come through artistically i think it it's sort of it's sort of a period and a and a and a and an aesthetic really that that, that wraps really well around her art form.
1: Well said. Yeah. Nothing I to like that. there. That's I that's yeah, <laughs> that's a great yeah. Great characteristics. Why wouldn't everyone draw from that period?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, really.
1: I was actually gonna ask you guys what era you draw a lot
3: of your inspiration from. And keep in mind, like, we are male Mm. and two of us are white, so it's not the same for everyone. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was born in the wrong time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. I'm an old soul. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm
3: an old soul.
0: Red flags. (laughs) Uh, Run. (laughs) Run. Get the check and run. (laughs) There's like aesthetics from the 80s that I really love and the 70s. Um, I'd say 60s through the 80s are probably, like, the most influential, but that's most people and most things, I think. It's nothing too, too new, but, like, I see shit, like, I follow Instagram accounts that are just, like, old photos of, like, houses from the 60s, and, like, decor, oh, yeah. and, like, oh, fuck, I'm wet. Mid-century. Um, yeah, exactly, and then, I mean, the 70s is just, it's the fucking 70s. How can you not love that shit? The like, I love, I love like posters from the seventies, like uh, movie posters, and like just all kinds. Like the like the like pa- the color palettes used in the seventies are like some of my favorite. And then I don't know, eighties is bright neon, just joy to me. Um, so yeah, a little bit of all of it. I
1: just feel like going back to nineteen sixty eight is a great year to draw from. Huge, huge year. Mm-hmm. Lots of pivotal events and um the Prague spring just an incredibly uh tumultuous year also in the 60s there's just so much the energy and spirit of that um is yeah it's quite intense so i'd say mm-hmm. that's uh that's one i look too often
3: i you know you're you're early
0: like, 2000s
3: i was gonna say early 2000s <laughs> yeah. and i was yeah. gonna preface it because like there there is a specific part of that that I like and it's mostly like the TRL warp tour scene like I feel mm-hmm. like I was born just a little too late for that because I was just like 10, 11, 12 during it and I would have liked to enjoy that a little more but also like pop culture in general in the early 2000s kind of sucked and so did fashion Um, like you know any, any point in time where like Dane Cook is ascendant is like not where I want to be
2: Okay, um, don't
0: blame the time because of Dane Cook. You can't, put, <laughs> you can't, you can't put, you can't put that on on the early two thousands. Mm. <laughs>
2: well, That's you're not in luck, their, Anthony. It's not their yeah. fault.
1: Yeah. The early two thousands are happening again. <laughs> they
3: are. They are. And it's, as you, as you know, in our in our um, episode a couple weeks ago, like I am all for the pop punk revival that only seems to be getting
0: stronger. Yeah. More set more Rolls Royces on fire.
3: Shh. Not <laughs> not young thug No <laughs> I've learned my lesson Thank you <laughs> Well I think we're kind of running out of time On Century Club today And we've got to get to our musical guest But who has any sort of uh, Lingering thoughts about Florence About this new era About what's coming from her And the band Let's not forget <laughs> Isabella and the, machine. and the machine Summers We can't forget them
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I covered a lot. I can't wait for it. Very excited. I want all the cards, dude.
0: <laughs> I, I would, I would buy that. It's, I, I really love like the, the artwork for it. So that, that would be dope.
1: I just want to be able to get an NFT.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I think the
3: moment Florence drops an NFT is where we know that we are doomed.
1: Here's okay, here's the ultimate red flag, guys. An old soul that loves NFTs. <laughs> oh, That's a kind of
3: paradox that would like break a computer, Ryan. <laughs> there's
1: a there's a dating app profile that says that somewhere. <laughs> woof.
3: Anyway, no, uh, no, Thank no you woof. guys for
1: joining me. <laughs> <laughs> no woof.
3: Thank you guys for joining me this morning. Um, I'm going to go and listen to some more Florence and the Machine.
1: Yeah, and I think while we don't have, uh, while we wait for the album, I think it's been announced that she's scoring a new Broadway adaptation of The Great Gatsby.
0: Ooh. Word? (laughs) I didn't know that. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, lots of uh, exciting updates to anticipate from Florence and the Machine.
3: And the Machine and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to like the show and atwood on every platform and check out some more of pantheon's amazing music-based pods and please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast it helps us out a lot also scroll down to the bottom of the episode description where you will find a link where you can donate directly to the show Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and paying for this fabulous Live, Laugh, Love Airbnb in which I am currently staying. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franz Blau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And before we go, here's that treat we promised you. New Hampshire folk duo Party of the Sun are here to bless us with a choice cut off of their latest EP, Capsule One. All these songs may have been created by chance, but the end result is as polished, wistful, and immersive as anything in their catalog to date. Their studied and deliberate songwriting pushes the boundaries of folk and yet feels more in touch with humanity than many under the folk umbrella. Tunes and Tumblers fam, here is Party of the Sun with a live performance of their song See Through. Cheers! Cheers!
2: Trouble making time, nobody told you it would hurt you to be kind, or maybe they did. Well, the more turns his head, he has it, but you swing it long. Oh, just like you.